Hello, beautiful people. My guest today is Ade Trepka. And Ade is a filmmaker who's worked professionally with brands like Tide and KFC. But more recently, he's created the viral sensation, Are You Happy? And this is a TikTok page with over 2 million followers where Ade at first went up to strangers and started asking them, are you happy? And some of the insights were absolutely incredible. Now he's transitioned to managing a team of people who also ask random strangers, are you happy? So what he's done is created a movement, a worldwide movement, asking human beings if they're happy, a real authentic question that gets to their heart really quickly. And I enjoyed this conversation tremendously. I mean, think about the type of person it takes to just go up to strangers and start asking them this question. And the conversation didn't disappoint. We got deep into Ade's background and and where his name comes from. And I was able to pick up some questions by doing some deep research on him. And it came out beautifully. So if you enjoyed this conversation or you have any feedback for me, let me know on Twitter at HeyDannyMiranda. You'll get new episodes of the podcast Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as always. And I appreciate you listening. But for now, let's get straight into the episode with Odd Day. Interesting people, thought-provoking conversations, nutrition for your brain. Journey through the minds of the world's top performers and discover what it really takes to achieve your highest version. This is the Danny Miranda Podcast. Uh, Thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, it's my pleasure. So I feel like it would be a good place to start off with your name and the meaning of your name. And from a quick Google search, I found out that it roughly translates to motherland or homeland. And so much of what you've done has been almost about finding yourself and finding your motherland or homeland in the process of meeting all these people, which we'll get to. But talk to me about your name. Was there any significance when your parents named you? Wow. Um, you know, I, I'm loving how this podcast is starting out because um, most people try to move past my name as quickly as possible because they can't pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> but I love that you are asking about it because my name actually means a lot to me. Um, it's an Albanian name and I'm very proud to be Albanian. <clears throat> and I, you are correct. The name means motherland. Um, the Albanian people are people who are very patriotic Um are very attached to their homeland. Um, so the name serves as a reminder and that word serves as a reminder of like, you know, this is our land and we, we care about it. That's beautiful. And you mentioned Kosovo. And I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. But first I want to talk about college for you. You graduated in three years with a double major. What was that experience like? <laughs> um, great question. Great question. See, this guy does his research. That's what I like. That's what I like. Um, yeah, so I graduated, um, with double major in three years, could have been a triple major. Um, you know, if I, if I had just done one extra class, um, but look, I, I am very dedicated to whatever project is at hand for me. 
um, and I tried to excel um, to the highest level I possibly could. And college, luckily, was something you know that I really loved. Uh, I had a great experience in. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a lifelong student, and so I really love the learning environment. I love learning. I love the class environment. And I just jumped in the deep end. You know, I, before I even started college, I had taken um, two classes at the campus I ended up going to school to. And then every summer and winter semester, while my classmates were, you know, enjoying their well-deserved break, I was, um, you know, registering for classes. You know, summers, I, I would treat it just like a regular semester. I'd have five, six classes uh, in the summer. Um, and it wasn't like a pain thing. It was like, I got to do it. Um, no, it was like, I love, I love learning. And it was such an awesome opportunity. And uh, I ended up being offered a job before graduation. So I just took it and uh, I've been running ever since. Where does that dedication come from? Uh, I think it's, you know, a little bit has to do with genetic. Um, my, you know, my father's very similar. My sister's very similar. My brother's very similar. Um, we're, you know, we're a very hardworking family. And also, you know, we touched on in the beginning, it's, it's an Albanian thing as well. We are um, very hardworking people um, who, you know, didn't come from much, but have really accomplished a lot all over the world. And um, I just, I found what I love and I, I, I'm motivated by my love of the, of what I, of what I do. And what you do and what I assume you're talking about is filmmaking and you know, I want to go to you going to and catching lightning in a bottle. I've heard you say this so many times, lightning in a bottle. But for me, from hearing and researching your story, you're talking about lightning in a bottle when you created the Are You Happy TikTok page. But when researching your story, I found you catching lightning in a bottle when you made your first film. Is that accurate? Uh, you could say that, yeah. Yeah, Are You Happy is one of my many successes, I'm proud to say. So let's get to that and and that page, right? It's like you go down, you go downstairs to your brother in April of 2020 and you say to him, I'm going to blow up on TikTok. What made you so confident that you were going to actually do what you ended up doing? Um, I'm very intimately aware of uh, entertainment, content, um, social media platforms. And when I was creating this series, I didn't envision it being on TikTok. I didn't even know what TikTok was when I started this series. Um, but when I saw the way the algorithm operated on TikTok within an hour of uploading like within an hour of uploading three videos, they each had like 300 to 600 views. And I knew what that meant right away. I was like, oh, I see. And like, I ended up, you know, affirming that what I realized then later when I learned more about the algorithm. But, you know, what I realized was this is basically what YouTube was in 2007, 2008. And uh, I, I knew exactly what I like because I was a young kid with no resources during that time. But here I am more mature with resources 
and with time. And I was like, okay, I know exactly what I need to do to capitalize on this. And that's why I ran to my brother. I was like, we got 300 views. We're going viral. I know what I have to do. Yeah. And it's so crazy because you started the project in February, 2019. So you had a year's worth of content. So while everyone else was struggling to figure out what content should I put up? What should I do? You were already sitting on that content creating to create a a documentary. And what, how did you decide which pieces to put out first? Or was it just whatever hit you? What was the thought process there? Great question. Um, when I was deciding what content to post, I was going going back in my memory, thinking which were the what were the best experiences, uh, what's what was the best story, what was the best interview, and I started with the best of the best and kind of just worked down from there. Mm. One thing that struck me was you saying this project gave you a sense of, or you became closer to God. What? Does that mean exactly? Yeah, you know, I, I, here I am talking about how, um, you know, I was able to graduate college early. Uh, I was offered a job, you know, before I graduated. I'm very focused and hardworking. Um, you know, a lot of that is plan, plan-based. plan I say, this is what I need to do to graduate within this amount of time and get this job and have this salary by this time. And Are You Happy was one in where, similar to my other projects, I had a plan written out uh, exactly what I needed to do to execute, and nothing went according to plan. It actually went the opposite. It was a very difficult process. But at the end of it, I made it through that hump. Actually, even before, like as I, as I kind of let go and just said, you know what, nothing's going according to plan. Let's just see what happens a plan started to unearth itself that was much better and bigger than anything I could have imagined. And it w- I realized it was at work the whole time. It started when I was uh, just a kid. It, it had its effect when I was in high school and college in the, in the workplace. And, and then at that moment when I was shooting, I realized I was like, wow, this, I'm having all these amazing experiences. Could it be that there was a plan at work this whole time? I was not aware of. I think so. One of the experiences you probably couldn't have planned is getting robbed your first day in India. What happened there? Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was a pretty jarring experience. Like I said, nothing went to plan. I had planned to go to India with a couple of my buddy, a couple of my college friends, have a great time, travel, see the culture, see the places. First night, um, we go out and we're having a good old time. And um, all of a sudden, my phone, completely gone. Now, you know, a phone to a regular person um, is just, you know, it's a $1,000 loss. It sucks. But a phone to me, a filmmaker, a documentarian, traveling India, has footage on that phone. That's not just $1,000. That's great content, meaningful content that's just completely lost. Um, and then also before I left India, I came to India with two bags and then I left with one um, because I dealt with a lot of, um, a lot of issues. We could get, we could get into that, but yeah, that's basically the overall story. Yeah. What happened with the second bag? Yeah. You know, I, uh, in India emptied me. Um, the first night I lost my, I, I got my phone stolen. Um, I ended up getting sick. So it, literally emptied me 
And then finally, when it was my last day there, my day to leave, I go there with my two bags, you know, just ready to, ready to leave. I had two bags because I needed a bag to go into India. And then I was traveling to another country after uh, where I would, where I was staying more long-term, like a six month period. So I went to India with two bags and on the last day I was at the airport and um, you know, these are, you know, India is great place. Love it. Uh, but you know, the airports you know, were a little rundown and uh, a little bit of uh, tomfoolery and corruption. So, you know, when they saw, you know, perhaps when they saw a white American uh, or a foreigner, rather, I'll say that, you know, uh, obviously I'm a foreigner as a white American in their land, you know, they thought maybe they could, capitalize on that so it was uh if i wanted to bring this bag on it was an additional five hundred dollars uh to bring it and i said you know what okay okay let's put it on the credit card i have my credit card oh no we only accept cash we only accept cash oh you only accept cash i see okay so it's what am i at a deli or am i at an airport over here and so i i didn't have five hundred dollars cash uh so i had to literally leave a bag there they said that's actually you can't afford it. You could just leave your bag right there. We'll, we'll take care of it. And uh, that was that. <laughs> you must deal with so many situations that anger you, that upset you. How do you move past that and just get on to your next destination and leave it in the past? Great question. Um, you know, what, what this series has taught me is life is full of ups and downs. And as long as you can ride it out and stay consistent when you're in those downs, you will inevitably be brought back up. Uh, So whenever I am having a difficult time, whenever I'm angry, frustrated, feel betrayed, um, I will do my best to not let my emotions get the best of me. I'll try to stay consistent in what I was doing the day before um, and just keep being consistent until I've ridden out that lull. And I'm back up again. And it's very difficult. It's very difficult. But just keeping your head up above, right above water when you're, when you're being shoved down will eventually, you know, you'll, a wave will eventually pick you up and you'll be, you'll be put on shore. That's a beautiful metaphor. Is there anything you specifically do, any practice you specifically do on, the, on that journey of keeping your head above the water? Consistency is key. Um, I'm not going to say, Hey, you need to wake up an hour earlier, do your morning pages, do your meditation, do your affirmations, like to each of their own, but whatever you decide on, be consistent and do it every day. Um, I, I, I would say lead a pretty unhealthy life, um, as it pertains to my routine. Um, because it's literally bed. And before I get up, you know, my phone is right here. And then the next thing I do after I get up is I sit in this chair and I just consistently put in work. And then one hour out of this, I go out and I run, I I just let it out and I really push myself and then I get back here. Um, and then I continue working and then that's broken up, uh, by conversations like this or a meal. Um, and so that's my consistency. I, I deliver that 365 days a year. Uh, it's not very healthy, but, you know, at least at this period of my life, I'm still young. I can, I can overcome it. Um, so, yeah, consistency. You know, you mentioned in one of your, your social media live streams that 
you should keep your phone outside of the bedroom or on the other side of the room. And the most important app on a phone is the alarm clock. And I thought that was so fascinating. What does that mean exactly? Great. Yeah, great. Uh, so this guy's good. He's good. <laughs> uh, so the social, uh, the most important app on your phone is not Instagram or Facebook. It's not the internet. Um, it is not your camera. It's actually the alarm clock um, because it's the app that brought all of those things I just listed um, from being, you know, a phone that, you know, used to hang up on the wall and had a cord that, you know, you just could take with you six feet away. It brought it from that to the most intimate place uh, in your entire house uh, and where, where only lovers and family will ever, will ever reside. It's, it's right there. Sometimes it's even closer than a lover because before you kiss them, you look at the phone. Uh, and the, you know, the reason it brought it that way is because the alarm clock, it's like, it's, you know, instead of kissing your lover before you go to sleep and after you wake up, you're, you're setting your alarm before you go to sleep and then you're hitting snooze on the alarm, um, you know, after you wake up. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty intense app. As someone who creates so much content and is feeding these algorithms so much, I don't think people realize that those people are also most at the mercy of the algorithms themselves. How have you managed to not get sucked into the algorithm while creating content? You mean sucked into the algorithm by like, um, like watching, watching other people's content? Mm-hmm. Great question. Uh, we call it the warp around here. Um, and these apps are very, very good at keeping you on them. Uh, so whenever, um, whenever one of us is in the warp, we say, Hey, are you, are you in the warp? And it kind of takes that like, Whoa, yeah, shit. I I'm in the warp. And then I'll put it down and then I'll get back to work. I'll get back to work. But, you know, let me put it like this for your listeners. These are multi-billion dollar companies with thousands of employees and everything from their sales team to their marketing team to their tech team to their design team to their management team to HR, every single one of these employees and every single dollar spent at all these companies have one motivating factor. Keep the user on the app for as long as possible. So think about it. There's billions of dollars being put in to grab as much of your attention as possible so let me tell you, they are very, very good at doing it, and don't don't underestimate them. Every single shade, every single color that is on a button, every shade of that color, every placement of the button, they're all tried and tested, um, and their sample size is huge. There's billions of people uh, on these apps, so they could make pretty uh, solid psychological based decisions on design and algorithm and all that. And it it works really well. So be careful. You mentioned that you are with a group of people and you refer to the warp as something where you guys are talking to each other. What group of people are you talking about specifically? Well, it's just me and my girlfriend that live here uh, in this apartment. And we kind of keep tabs on each other. Uh, Are you happy is a pretty large team, but I was, I was just referencing the, the personal uh, the, the personal location here where I'm working. And then I like, I just, I, I see a video and I, and then before I know it's, you know, yeah. Yeah. 
It happens to all of us. And something that I found is helpful is putting my phone on grayscale, which I'll put down below for anyone who's interested, a link to how to do that. I do that too. So I want to transition to something you said in, in another podcast. When I was doing research, you said soft nose are your favorite. Why are soft nose your favorite? Soft nose are my favorite. Well, you mean in response to the are you happy question? Yes. Uh, there's just so much behind them. You know, like somebody says, you know, somebody says, nah, or somebody says, oh, I'm really happy. But soft nose, you know, imagine. So you ask somebody to be happy there. You know, that there is a lot. There is a lot behind whatever, whatever was just said. And there's a lot to unpack. And usually those people have really gone through it. So, yeah, I, I love those answers. You've talked to so many people and seen so much from humanity. I think you've probably interacted with more people than some people do in their entire lifetime from your travels, it seems like. What is the overarching sense of humanity can you gain from all those interactions? Like, what is my take on humanity based off these interactions that we were saying? Yeah. And how has it changed you and shifted you as a human being? Great question. Um, I think that the timing of Are You Happy is very interesting because it was, a, it was at a very difficult time for the entire world as it pertains to this um, so-called pandemic. Um, and it just kind of, when I was in the, when the whole world was in the throes of this thing, I was kind of like head down, focused on creating this content that was shot before it. And while there was so much adversity between, between us, the show constantly reminded me that, look, the world is a beautiful place with beautiful people. And we are at our, at our core. We are loving people. We all want the same thing. We all fear the same thing. We all want to be loved. We all want to not be left alone. We all want to be healthy. We all want our family to do well. You know, we, we all want these similar things and we all fear this, the same things. So these things that appear to divide us are fickle and it takes a show like, are you happy? And like scrolling through my feed to, to help you realize like, wow, that we as a humanity are so much bigger than these material things. Bigger than these material things. Could you break that down for me? Yeah, like the, you know, the, the true core values of our lives, we all relate to them. And they're, you know, what, what marketing might make us think is less important is actually the most important thing. Like, you know, the most important thing of your day is not a notification that you got or how much money you made. Like the most important part of the day is like, what's for dinner? Are the test results back? Who's picking up the kids from school? Uh, is the laundry done? Uh, have I told you that I loved you? Um, you know, squeeze me when you come into bed. You know, the, those, those sort of things. You know, those are like the, 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 the components of life. And then everything else, everything else are details. But we get so caught up in them uh, that we forget to, to properly prioritize, um, you know, the, the true things that make us happy. What have you done to 
put that more in your forefront of your mind so that you are practicing the the small things and taking taking note of them and being grateful for them as opposed to getting lost in the notifications and and the meaningless yeah so i don't watch any tv i don't own a tv um i don't follow or subscribe to any anybody or company re- reporting on anything um i am uh i have completely disconnected from subjective views of our world i am only dealing in the objective pragmatic truth meaning what do i see and that is what i get and what do i see um i have you know limited my radius of the things i care about by about a mile so uh you know a mile from me uh you know like a mile outside of me is what i really care about and some people might call me uh ignorant privileged naive um but uh you know i'll take that i'll take the slings and arrows uh at the end of the day like what's most important to me is my family my home my health their home their health our future my future and if that's not important to you then we have two different lifestyles you know i i do care about the decreasing ele- elephant population rates in kenya that is very it's very it's a very important issue but unfortunately my shoulders are too weak to bear it all uh my my one mile radius is is quite enough for me it's so fascinating because we've never been able to look at all the world's problems this is the first generation where you can find out what's going on in Africa. You could find out what's going on in California and you could find it out in two seconds. So what you're doing is returning to the norm that's been our human brains are programmed in to figure out what's going on around us. Is that what you're, what you're doing? Returning to the old brain, returning to what has always been? That's exactly right. You hit a really, you hit the nail on the head there. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. So you mentioned in, in another interview that Kosovo is your favorite place. I'm curious if it still is your favorite place. And if it is, why is it your favorite place in the world? Um, yes, it is. Uh, it is my favorite place in the world. Um, I'm here right now, actually. Um, look, it's, it's, a, it's like Europe's best kept secret. Uh, it's full of amazing people. The culture is so rich. They love foreigners. They love Americans. There's no hate here. Um, and you know, like, just like, just like a family, it's like, you love it for their, you love them for the good. And you also love them for the bad and you recognize both. Um, and you know, I'm in a position now where, uh, I love it so much that I want to help fix the bads. Uh, and you know, I say Kosovo, but Kosovo is in the country of Albania. So, I, you know, I'm sort of speaking to Albania as a whole. Gotcha. Very cool. So it's close to home, literally, too, in your DNA. You know, how does someone like you get received from your friends and family who they, people you've known all your life? What do they say about what you've been, the journey you've been on and how that's transpired for you? What would they say? You want to give an answer? 
Okay. Right. Um, well, the question he, he's asking, um, what the what do other people say about me? How do other people describe me? You want to come here and give an answer? All right. All right. Here we'll 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 actually get we'll get an answer from somebody who lives with me on a daily basis. You have that? a guest so, shot, a yeah, celebrity yeah. guest shot. We also went to college together, so she knows what my college friends say about me too. And well, we could, I, we could I, cut it out if you if you don't like it, just cut. It's not live, right? Yeah. I don't I don't know how to answer the question because I feel like it's different living with you. So like my perspective is like all you do is like in front of like I feel like what people think of you is like oh my gosh this guy is so cool he travels the world and he sees everything. But then like yeah that was your life for a part a period of time. But now, like, I feel like people underestimate the amount of hard work that actually goes into, like, keeping up with posting every single day or multiple times a day, running this whole community, getting other creators. And so I feel like to me, it's like you're a really hard worker. You're behind the screen and, like, you're creating something that's really big. But people probably are just like, oh, yeah, he's just asking a question, posting a video. There's not that much that goes into it. I don't know if that answered the question, yeah. but that's what I see. But I don't that's know. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. We had a guest shot there. <laughs> Would you say that's the biggest misconception about what you do is people believing it's all a, a celebrity life of traveling around and what it actually is, is the hard work. Yeah. But you know, Danny, I think that I'm sure you know this. I, I think that applies to like any success in life. Like, um, you know, the quote is like success is 99% perspiration and 1% inspiration. So I kind of take them like success is 99% hard work. And then you only see the 1%, you know, you like uh, you, you know, stuff like this, this is fun, obviously. And people see this and they're like, Oh, this guy, you know, this guy is, you know, has 2 million followers and he's having a great time. But like right after this call and before this call is kind of like working hard calls, figuring things out. So, but you have to put in that 99% to get that 1%. What annoys you the most about what you do? Um, you get to a certain level. Hmm. I was going to say something, but this is being, it's being recorded. But let's just say <laughs> um, you get to a certain level in life where I'll, t- I'll tell you after. I'll tell you. After. So I'll, 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 I'll say something else. Um, what annoys me most? You know, I really, I, I, I love what I do. Um, and perhaps like, like we were just talking about, like some people might look at it and think it's just this, oh, this guy is just asking people if they're happy. Like, but there's 2000 people around the world that are submitting videos and going out of their home, walking the streets and interviewing people. And there's one person managing it all. And then there's, a, you know, there's a publicist, there's uh, editors, there's, um, you know, social media managers, and there's two, two and a half million people that are watching on a daily basis. So although the concept is simple, like any successful idea, it's like a simple idea is typically what ends up being very successful. It's so fat. Did you ever imagine it would get to this point? Um, I imagine myself getting to this point for sure. And I just kept up the consistency and the volume. 
you know, I, I've had a lot of duds. I've had a lot of failed projects. I've had successful projects. And so I just kept plugging away and poking the box, as Steve Jobs says, uh, and then, you know, waiting for something to pop out. Uh, and this is like, um, you know, I imagine this happening a little bit earlier, but it's fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm grateful. Um, and then like the next thing will be even bigger. Obviously I'm just keeping up the consistency. I'm just continuing to poke. How do you generate new ideas? Um, as like, as an artist, our job is to go out, um, see the world and report back. Um, so I did a lot of that when I was creating this and now I'm kind of like empowering others to do it and like help me report back. So yeah, I just get my, I get my ideas from real life, real life experiences. Um, because what I, what motivates the idea is like, I want somebody to sit down watching this and think to themselves, I thought I was the only one, but now I realize I'm not, I'm not alone anymore. And that, that feeling is very powerful. What's a situation that presented itself that people really connected with and you were so surprised that people connected with that situation? Yeah. Like recently we had one of our videos hit uh, a little over 20 million views and I had no idea that that video was going to do that well. It was just a woman on a hike, but there's something in the frequency of that um, that, that really connected with a lot of people. You, you've mentioned before that if you try to edit the story and change the frequency of it, people can tell really easily. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I mean, we're constantly inundated with content. And we've become very, very good at discerning real versus fake because we're watching so much of it. You know, if you, if you watch 10 hours of the same thing every day, you're going to be pretty good at, uh, at like determining what's real and what isn't. So on TikTok, obviously they have like hundred million active users a month, uh, or probably even more than that. So that means like, at a, like right now there are a hundred million people on this app. Um, let, me, let me just make sure I got that stat right. Active users on TikTok. Uh, okay. So that's actually just the United States. Wow. Um, okay. So it's a hundred million monthly active users and about 50 million every day. So about, so 50 million people are on it right now. So, um, your question, oh, I'm sorry, repeat your question. And I lost the question. I'm trying to go back in time to where we were. <laughs> um, it's all good. We could just yeah. keep it rolling. <laughs> so you mentioned before about the importance of silence in asking people the question in just having a conversation with someone. And I've noticed the same thing from doing these interviews, but why do you think silence actually plays such a key role in opening people up? It's two things. Um, one, every single human wants to speak and share a lot. We, we keep a lot inside. 
And if given the opportunity, we will share. It's why therapy is booming. It's, uh, it's like you know, we, and we want it to be from an unbiased perspective. So we can just like, we can let it out without any judgment. So that's one thing. It's like we, we're carrying a lot of this with us. And then two is like, it's human nature to want to fill in silence. Um, you know, it's quiet, too quiet. Uh, if, if you're just hanging out, it's like, oh, you put on a song. Uh, if you're alone, some people put on the TV just to fill the silence. But if you're in conversation and the other party just stops talking and just stares at you blankly, you're going, human nature is going to kick in and you're going to, you're going to talk. It's so fascinating how that works. And it's why you can never lose when having a conversation when, cause you're going to learn something. You're going to learn from the silence. You're going to learn from, from the general, that person always. And if you're willing to be yourself and be vulnerable, then you're undefeatable, which leads me to ask, how do you be vulnerable in these short interactions with people and make people feel safe and comfortable? Um, just no judgment, no hidden agenda, um, giving them silence, uh, not guiding them toward everything, uh, not guide them toward anything. Like I, I interviewed somebody who, um, said, uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy because I'm a garbage man. And a normal person will probably will either be like, hmm, or will say, garbage man, really? And I just, when he said that, I just stared at him. No judgment. And then silence. And then he said, you know, it's, a, it's the happiest I've ever been. Uh, no job has made me happier. More silence. Because, yeah, I, I got friends from the job. I get to see my friends every day, more silent. I mean, just like no judgment. And that, that makes people feel like, okay, I'm not being judged here. I can actually be true with how I'm feeling. <clears throat> because of all the viral success you've gained, I look at it similar to an author who writes a best-selling novel or a best-selling book and then has to talk about that book nonstop over and over and over again for the next maybe decade of their life. Is there any part of you that gets sick of the happy talk all the time and wish you could talk about something else? No, no. I mean, like if you're talking to Bob Dylan, like, you know, you're not just going to be like, Oh, um, the times are changing. And tell me about that. It's like, he's got like 30 hits. You know, if you're talking to Kanye West, like what album are you going to talk about? You know, it's like, so, um, you know, we've got, are you happy? But like, I, I, I literally make ads and like, I've worked for some of the largest companies in the world. Like they're, you know, the library is vast and it'll just continue to get vaster. I'm like, yeah, you know, personally on me right now, are you happy is the biggest thing, but, um, you know, we're, we're just getting started like 10 years from now, we're going to look back on this and it'll be like, you know, early stage Picasso. And I'll look at myself and be like, Oh God, I, but you know, by that point we'll have, you know, 30, are you happy? <laughs> you have this vision and this understanding of yourself greater than what you've done. I feel the same way with this podcast is just one piece in the eventual puzzle. But a lot of people don't feel that way. A lot of people feel, oh, I'll never have a hit. Oh, I'll, it'll never happen for me. Oh, I'm not talented enough. Oh, I'm not this or that. What would you say to that person? 
I'd say like change, change what it is you're doing. Like, um, if I love this, I've always loved it. And there's no amount of rejection. And trust me, there have been a, there's been a lot of rejection, but there's no amount of rejection that has ever decreased my motivation or morale by 1% because my love for it just exceeded all of that. So if you're saying, oh, God, I'll never get that hit. I'll never get those streams. I'll never do this. Like, are you even in the right business? Like, what are you doing this for? Take us through one of those rejections. What's that? Take us through a rejection that really stung, that you couldn't believe it at the time, that really hurt you in some sense. Bring us to that moment. Yeah, well, like I, I have been interested in film and storytelling my entire life. So like going, you know, going into New York City between the ages of like 14 to 18 for acting opportunities, film opportunities, you know, rejected from like 99% of those. Um, you know, looking for an agent, rejected. Uh, looking for funding, rejected. Um, you know, trying to get that promotion that was promised to me, rejected. Uh, you know, all the, you know, all these things, but it's not, it's not, like right now it's, it, it's, it doesn't, I don't even like the sound of me saying all these things because I never even think about them and they don't really bother me because obviously my successes have totally exceeded my rejections. And those people are kind of like, they're looking back now and they think, God, what? I mean, imagine how they must feel. Imagine how, you know, the, like the owner of a company that rejected me must feel. Now that we're talking about millions. Yeah. And I was just reading something from Chris Bosch, the NBA player, who said, I don't like using my haters as fuel because that gives them power in a sense. And I've done that before. And I, I get that same energy from you when you're talking about the rejections saying, oh, I, I don't really like how I'm saying it about the rejections because it's not about that. It's about the success and fueling the success and, and living my truth. Is that correct? Yeah. And you, know, you got to love the process too. Like I kind of like, uh, sometimes I tell people, I'm like, please don't tell me no or else I'm going to do it. Like, uh, you know, so I love the process. And whenever people tell me I can't do something, whenever it's a challenge, I'm like, oh shit, well now I got to do it. And I do <laughs> it and I do it really well. What's an example of that? Um, like, are you happy for example? Um, where I had a company that was, you know, originally funding it and behind it. And then it was, then they were like, you know, we're, we're killing this project. We're not doing this project. I'm like, Oh, we're not doing it. Really? Guess what? Now we're doing it. <laughs> and now, now watch, watch, we're going to do it. And they're like, no, we can't really can't. I'm like, okay. All right, all right. Don't worry. Don't worry. Sometimes some people have to, some people, sometimes people have to say no 10 times before they say yes. It's less Brown. So I got in my car and I got my money and I did a test and then I snuck my way to dinner with them and I pulled out my laptop and I said, look, we did it. And I said, wow, I guess you really did do it. <clears throat> and I'm like, all right, now we're going to do it. And they're like, nah, we're still not going to do it. I'm like, no, we're going to do it. So I, ju I just uploaded my test and guess what? Now I'm doing it and they can't do it. Wow. That's, that's crazy. So this has been a great conversation. I've learned so much about you from you. You got me fired up over here. <laughs> you got me fired up. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. 
with that fire, give the people a 60 second talk about pursuing their highest version in some capacity. What would you say to that person who's listening to this podcast right now, trying to pursue their highest version? Talk to that person. Um, I will, I will talk to, uh, I, I often equate TikTok now to YouTube 2007. Uh, so it's, you know, over 10 years, uh, since, since that, you know, it's going on. Yeah. It's over 10 years. <clears throat> so for somebody who is me, a, you know, a 15 year old kid who wants to do well, wants to be successful. Um, I'm, you know, 10 years from now, just, just see, see this as a 10 year journey and not a four year journey. Um, and just keep your head down. Don't look up. Don't lose focus. Just keep doing what you're doing and increase your volume times 10. Um, and just keep working at it. If you increase your volume, then that 10-year duration will be much shorter. It'll probably go down to five years. And if you increase it by 15, guess what? It'll go down to two years. So keep your volume high. Um, you'll learn a lot from the mistakes that you'll make and your, your sample size of data to decide your next, your next step will be a lot greater and you'll be able to make more data-based decisions. And look, you know, if you're stuck and you're like, I don't know what to do. I know I got this passion. I know I got this fire inside of me. I know I'm going to be good. I know I'm going to be great, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. Just document your process, document your life, document what you do on a daily basis and post 10 times a day. Um, and then the people will tell you. I'm absolutely fired up right now. I could run through a brick wall. Thank you for taking the time, my friend. This has been great. Where can people find more from you? Uh, look up Are You Happy Official on Instagram. Uh, shoot me a DM and we'll talk there. Awesome. Link it down below so you, so you can click it real easy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. And really appreciate you. No problem. I want to see, I do. The, I used to do this on my podcast. Now that we're at the end, and usually when people stop or skip or whatever i want to see the power of your audience so if you're still listening to this if you're listening to danny's podcast here i want you to go to danny's dm and send him a fire emoji send him a fire emoji let's just leave it at that don't put it in the description don't listen just it's just a test so if you're still listening to this danny give them your ig or whatever it is and i want i want whoever is listening to this to send you a fire emoji I love it. Twitter. Hey, Danny Miranda on Twitter. And yeah, I hope I get a lot of fire emojis. Yeah. All right. Well, let me know how it goes. Uh, Dude, this has been awesome. I really appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode and found it as insightful as I did. Thank you as always for listening. Looking forward to getting that fire emoji from you in the dms and that's all for me i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and i appreciate you so so much for listening until the final seconds i'll see you in the next one peace